Ladies and gentlemen, trans and non-binary punks of all ages and denominations, welcome to Not Just a Phase. Today's guests are the Davids from the legendary Screamo label, Zegaba Beach Records! by crowning yeah <laughs> <laughs> throughout 2020 zbr you guys released some of the biggest names in screamo but to start off here i want to say me and dalton are both canadian and uh, we both grew up in ontario so i have a few questions here for canada dave just to quickly get out of the way uh you grew up in whitby ontario correct yes okay so that's not too far from where me and dalton are um now both places i guess couldn't exactly be considered a big city I, uh, I researched your hometown very quickly on Google just to see what you kids did for fun out there. And I found a, a website called The Crazy Tourist. And this had a list of 15 things to do. So I'm not going to mention them all, but uh, number one was be a secret agent. And <laughs> another one was go for a walk. Another suggestion was just simply titled cool down. So <laughs> yeah, you don't want to do that. Oh, and another one was visit a museum or play around a golf. So my question, obviously, is was it as painfully boring as it sounds? I don't know, because I didn't have a comparison when growing up. Uh, I lived in the same spot pretty much my whole life, so it seemed normal to me. But I guess looking back, uh, I, I, I don't know. I guess it depends on what, what people do. There was golf. I was a part of a bunch of sports teams. Um, there were parks, a lot of parks, uh, both playground and like nature walk places. Uh, we border Lake Ontario. Uh, there's like Laser Quest and movie theaters. And well, no, the any of the shows that happened didn't. Well, when I was there, didn't happen in Whitby. They happened in Oshawa, which was the next uh, town over. But right. you know, there was like Protest the Hero was playing and stuff at that point. So there was. I would go ahead and say there were a fair amount of things to do. Um, is Are those normal things? I don't know. You city folk, maybe not. Yeah. Um, <laughs> well, uh, my lovely hometown has 12 pizza places. And outside of pizza, you can get coffee or you can get stoned. There's really nothing else to do. So you sound like you actually had a lot more options than I did growing up. So that's, uh, that's something. <laughs> I, I think once you hit uh, your 20s and you're trying to stay up till like 2 o'clock in the morning, uh, mm. There were times where we would go to Home Depot, 
because it was <laughs> after 11 o'clock and like climb in carts and pick up the phone and like page the store and be like and then just hang up and stuff but, uh, yeah we yeah, we, yeah we hung around uh we hung around the mcdonald's parking lot because it was open 24 7 so you know real hick stuff oh yeah <laughs> i i did that too i was always in setting up lawn chairs outside of tim horton <laughs> oh you're uh, one of those <laughs> I do believe Whitby has the highest per capita of um, Tim Hortons to people. Wow. I think it's one for every 50 people, or at least that, that's what it was at one point. You did it. You're going for that stat for a long time. <laughs> <laughs> I'm glad you pulled it off in the end. Biding my time this whole interview so far, just waiting to drop that info. <laughs> Hometown pride. Yeah, that one tucked away. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Okay, so you guys are both named David. Obviously. So I might have to refer to one of you as American David or Canadian David if I'm doing the questions here just to make sure uh, we're all on the same page. So the only thing I know about you, Mr. Cullen, is you are from Chicago and your first name's David and your last name is Cullen. <laughs> all accurate so far. All accurate? Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Thus far. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, uh, I've lived here in Chicago for about half my life now. Uh, grew up in Boston. Not terribly far away on the east coast and uh moved here for college never left so i've been here fair enough mm -hmm. and, and how is it you come you came to uh to meet the other david oh um let's see well uh dave ran a blog that i read a bunch and uh when i was first getting into the old screams scramos and uh <laughs> yeah uh, yeah what blog is that yeah. Yeah, oh it's open mind saturated brain that's oh, the that's the one, right? Okay. Yeah. Uh, and then uh, uh, we sent him the demo for my old band, and he liked it a lot, but we promptly broke up about seven minutes after I emailed him. That is correct. Uh, yeah, yeah. Traditional so, screamo fashion. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, right. I'm surprised he made it through the email. Um, <laughs> and, and then uh, made a new band, made, made Crowning, uh, wrote an EP, recorded it, sent it to Dave. Dave was all stoked about it, and he released it. And that's that's basically basically how i got to meet you at least before we ever started doing zbr together yeah and then and then you came down for zbr fest to play and then i actually got to meet you in yeah, the flesh. that's true was the previous band correct me if i was that pregnancy packed that's the one yep. yeah oh man that that uh eb was killer hey thank you appreciate it you're, you're one of our 12 uh, monthly spotify <laughs> listeners you know it yeah <laughs> that's those double digits <laughs> Keep your eyes peeled. Oh. Yeah, you might see a cassette at some point. Oh, <laughs> I was trying to be subtle. No. <laughs> I gotta ask: is is there a, is crowning? Is this all in terms of childbirth, like pregnancy pack crowning? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It's it's exactly as stupid as it sounds. It's uh, <laughs> it's uh pregnancy pack was an incredibly stupid name, and then three of the four of us went on to be in crowning originally uh so we were like this just only makes sense <laughs> next i've already got like postpartum just slated for the next one so after birth after birth that'll be the uh, the posthumous discography yeah <laughs> i'm so glad that was the end <laughs> we were so worried we we're gonna ask it and he's gonna be like no there's no correlation to childbirth at all what's wrong with you guys yeah, yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> no no you're on to something 
Okay, perfect. <laughs> so, Canada, Dave, how did we land on the name Zegama Beach Records? Starship Troopers, university, and drinking and smoking with my friends. Uh, we came home from a party, basically, and we we're like, let's. I think it was on TV or something. No, no, it was VHS. Yes, it was a. It was my VHS tape of Starship Troopers. Uh, we just decided to watch it when we got home, and obviously, in the first twenty minutes or so, is the scene where Johnny Rico is like, "I'm gonna join the Mobile Infantry," and um, his dad's not all about it, so he basically says, um, "I have something that will pretty much uh, entice you to not join the army." I got a trip to. Uh, the Outer Rings, Zegama Beach, huh? And the way that he says it, especially the way when he finishes saying Zegama Beach, he goes, huh? <laughs> he just like little hot thing and like his head goes up. <laughs> we watched that 30 times in a row and I don't remember the time frame, but soon afterwards or even that night, I was like, if I ever start a record label, I'm going to call it Zegama Beach Records because I was friends with Protest the Heroes. So I had this whole plan of like doing a record label at some point, but it didn't go down as planned, but the name stuck. And I used it as soon as I started my label. Is that where the oh. logo comes from? Is that where the what comes from? The logo? No, the logo is my uh, mother's father's uh, face because he died and left me some inheritance. And I used that inheritance to put out the first Zegna Beach final. Oh, it's an excellent tribute. Mm. Yeah. Right on. Okay. So, question for you guys here. What's your least favorite part of this job? Running the label, I should say. Answering emails about why this hasn't shipped yet, when in the product description <laughs> it says this will not ship until April 2021. Read the product descriptions, please. <laughs> I feel like I'm being called out for that one because I know I've messaged you being like, hey, uh, Dave. Where's my crowning album? Um, <laughs> okay, yeah, yeah. yeah probably, you can probably climb in that then. boat. I've, yeah. I strapped some bombs underneath, so here you go. This whole thing, call it Rob. But I just directly message you. I just directly message you on Facebook. I wouldn't go through the process of email. I just straight so, harass. <laughs> some people, um, some people like like preface it by like, I just haven't got a shipping notification. I just wanted to be sure that I haven't missed anything. And for those people, I'm usually like, oh, yeah, no, they weren't supposed to come until April as per the product description. But if someone's like, yo, it's been like two months and my, my crowding thing hasn't shipped yet. And that's when I'm like, read the product description. And sometimes I just don't respond to emails right away because I literally ship for, I think I told Dave this, for every four of those emails that I answer, I don't ship a product to someone else <laughs> who has paid and their stuff is sitting right here for me to, to deal with, but I got to go appease these people who who aren't reading the product descriptions so uh that fair, most people are pretty cool though like you tell them oh you know, totally yeah yeah, yeah yeah totally it's I, I guess it's when they accumulate and you get yeah. like five in one night and you're just like i'm getting sick of replying <laughs> yeah yeah for, for a couple of stoners the, the communication thing is definitely the, the hardest when you start getting you start like looking at like your messenger and you've got like 13 like like uh group chats and none of them are named so it's just like a list of like international first names and you're like oh man i don't want to i got to go back to like three weeks worth of conversation here <laughs> yeah glad well, the answer wasn't this interview <laughs> <Right>? <laughs> well, speaking of the label in your guys uh 
obviously it being your job. You guys ever get tired of talking about Screamo because it feels like it's the office, kind of like it's too work related? Uh, Somebody would just ask you what your favorite Backstreet Boys song is or something. <laughs> Finally, right? real question. Yeah, right. Uh, I don't know. I I kind of don't. When we're actually just talking about Screamo. I definitely, I don't think I actually do get sick of it. I get sick of talking about the logistics of the label sometimes, you know, like if, really? like once you're on like day five of really hashing out a plan for some, some release, you're like, all right, can we just do this, you know? But uh, yeah, in terms of actually like talking about bands and music, I don't think I actually do. It's kind of a, it's kind of a nice uh, distraction from, there's so much shit going on in the rest of my life that like right. any amount of time you want to talk about Screamo is time I'm not dealing with the other stuff, so. Might as well, yeah. Fair enough. Uh, for me, I mean, <clears throat> I think I started the blog uh, primarily because I had all of this Screamo, not information necessarily, but uh, love, I guess. And my wife could only handle so much. Uh, <laughs> uh, I, I, I can't remember, I think it was her, I, I know it was her idea to, when was it? It was Lisa's course. idea to start either the label or the blog. I don't remember, but the blog led to the label anyway. So um, I've, I needed an outlet and I had open mind the blog and then I started the label and then I put on shows and then I started another label. And uh, I, I listened to, I've seen people be like, yo, I can only listen to like stream for a few hours or whatever. And then I have to like listen to something else. I have listened to Screamo for weeks straight, for hours a oh, day, and I will never yeah. get tired of it. It's been 20 years already. There's, there's just, it's not going to happen. I could talk about Screamo all the time. There's so much of it. I want to talk about Screamo all the time. <laughs> <laughs> you said that you started two different labels there? You said started one label, started another? Uh, well, yeah, like I started Zegma Beach, but um, whilst applying anal ointment, uh, I had an idea for Dave and I to start another label together uh, from the inception. So uh, Dave and I started Tomb Tree Tapes. Mm. Yeah, he was applying the ointment to me at the time. <laughs> we had the idea. <laughs> I was like, hey, Dave. And he was like, yeah. Yeah, yeah go on. <laughs> I was a captive audience. Um, yeah, yeah. So uh, he and I made a Tomb Tree, like, what was that, maybe a year and a half ago now? How long has it been? I don't know. Whenever the Grip released, that Grip and Ape War were the first ones. So I, yeah. I, I would say you probably would you say a year and a half sounds. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And we made that one. I mean, so many people kept hitting us up for submissions, and there was so much good stuff out there. Not all of it was screamo, but it was all like screamo adjacent. But there was so much good stuff out there that we just couldn't give enough attention to it on ZBR to make it like an official ZBR release kind of thing. So we were uh, we were doing a lot of trying to figure out how we could make releases faster cheaper and kind of take us more out of the equation so that we weren't spending so much time promoting it and doing that kind of stuff but still you know helping get making them tape so we made tomb tree basically where you could just hit us up and if your stuff was even relatively cool we'd, we'd get you we'd get you set up with some tapes and send them out there and then it was kind of your job to sell them and uh you know promote them but yeah i, I did some cool. that was part of my end too was i did some of the pr stuff for them sending to blogs or you know whatever posting around reviewing on open mind uh, but yeah, like that was the in initial idea that we had, and we've kind of, it's, it's a malleable concept. So we're, uh, I think mid 2021, I, I feel like everything will be the way that we want that label to be. 
Mm-hmm. So we had an idea for it. And then we were like, I think we need to make this something. Well, no, Dave was like, we need to make this a more solidified entity for what it stands for. So that's what we're kind of in the process of doing now. Yeah. Because if you go listen to the stuff on there, you're going to find like, there's like shoegazy, like post-rock, indie rock, math core, screamo, emo violence, uh, and like acoustic stuff. Like it's it's kind of all over the place. So I did like that at the beginning, having after having a label so focused, like I would hear something with singing. Someone's like, hey, you want to put this out on ZBR? And I'm like, it's got singing, so probably not. Even though it's me. <laughs> I'm singing aloud. And, you know, we, I also saw with releasing stuff on ZBR that was not screamo or hard would always have a hard time selling. And I felt like I was not doing justice to those bands and their fantastic music by like lumping them into the screamo community where they just kind of got lost. Fair enough. I didn't know you guys were behind a a Tomb Tree tapes, to be honest there. I'm going to have to fire my research department. uh, Well, there's, (laughs) there's two things that kind of give it away. One, they're almost all swirl tapes. So, and, two, yeah. and then two, uh, ZBR is the only distro for them. Zoom Tree Tapes doesn't even have a like sell through the website. We just sell them through the ZBR distro. Oh, okay. So, Fair yeah. Would you guys, is there anything about the, um, like the Screamo community uh, that you would like to see? <clears throat> I don't know, like, uh, like change or move forward or grow in any capacity? Dave, you want to handle that one first? Yeah, sure. Um, yeah, I would say sometimes, uh, mostly aesthetically, the Screamo community can kind of get get stuck in a mold. I think you know, um, like I could I could not see the the broken typewriter font again for the next like decade and get over it. You know? Like, but that's what people. I mean, Screamo is one of those genres. It's kind of like uh, most extreme music, actually, like metal and you know metalheads and stuff like that, where they just they want it to be the thing. They want it to be the thing they've known and they're very comfortable with it and they didn't ask it to change so they don't want it to change you know but i'm kind of that guy where like if we were doing something five years ago we should be doing something different now or we should have at least been adapting it Mm -hmm. um so aesthetically sometimes i'm like okay we've done this we've done the blurry picture of the house we've done the broken (laughs) typewriter classic yeah right the black and white xerox (laughs) trees like i i I, I could use some color nowadays you know (laughs) That's my safest that's what the, response. That's what the tapes and vinyls are for, right? Yeah, Color exactly. those up. Yeah. <laughs> and then uh, I guess for for me, I don't know. Like, if I look at a lot of other communities, I feel like the screamo community is really good um, in a general sense of just being very good people with good politics and ideas and that kind of stuff. Um, I guess. <clears throat> I, this is my own personal thing, and I wouldn't even say it's what people should do, but um, I don't like hearing a bunch of negativity about people's bands. Kind of like, like if you don't like someone's music, then you don't say anything about it. Um, you know, like if someone's like, yo, Dave, listen to this and then give me criticisms, then you might get like a constructive response from me. But like if, if someone puts out music that I don't like, I'm not going to go online and like shit on it or something like that. That's so dumb. Yeah. And like like recently, the uh, <clears throat> Shingard changed their name to Hazing Over, and like you know, did the metalcore route. And mm-hmm. I was like, oh, I don't like metalcore, but you know, do what you want. It's your band. I don't. I'm not gonna like uh, like shit on you or anything like that for that. And I saw a lot of people. Yes, Shingard had a very cool thing, and it was it was very original sounding, and they were really young, and everyone was really excited about where they were gonna go with it. 
Um, but they didn't have to say and stay in screamo. And the fact that they kind of left that is is fine because that's what they want to do. But some people were almost felt personally slighted almost it seemed like online yeah. <laughs> yeah. and there were some some poorly worded responses um you know if you want to say if you even want to say like i don't like like deathcore metalcore or whatever like okay that's fine you know but it was almost like Shingard had to do this thing because of screamo's expectations for them and i would just i was like no and the jerome's dream debacle of 2019 was uh <laughs> This <laughs> was not good for the Screamo community in any sense. I like how um, you made that sound like a major tragic event. It, <laughs> yeah, right. Kind of was. Hindenburg. It, it took over. It took over. It really did. And it was all people talked about. And it was, I don't know, it's, it was only one of those things where I'm like, I don't think it's worth really even discussing. You either, they put up the music and it's, you like it or you don't. Yeah. Like, and then a group of friends that were discussing, they maybe I'll shit on it, but. <laughs> so much Like, <laughs> listen to what you want to listen to yeah yeah like, like to listen to rather than shitting on stuff you don't like yeah, yeah. At, least, at least publicly you know yeah if, yeah yeah totally yeah. <laughs> if, if you're gonna shit talk do it behind my back that's where it goes. Yeah, no. <laughs> uh, everyone's got personal opinions about music that's great yeah. but to try to like thrust them onto the community or onto like posts i think is just really counter I don't. It just. It, I don't. I don't think it helps anyone. It's like if I started a blog and I was like, "Here are all the releases that you should not listen to." I'm gonna spend a bunch <laughs> of my time writing about these things yeah. that you couldn't even <laughs> listen to, and I'm gonna take up some space on the internet. This is doesn't burns. make any sense. That is true. There's like really no reason, like a negative review doesn't really have a home anymore because back in the day you had to buy music. So like. Spin, <laughs> yeah. if spin magazine had a negative review you were like oh, i'm not gonna go get it i guess yeah, but then you can be legitimately angry i spent money on this piece of garbage as opposed yeah. to like, i clicked a button and i could have just pressed right. it off but instead i'm gonna go <laughs> on the person yeah right <laughs> gonna call somebody at spotify this artist is terrible yeah <laughs> my local congressman that actually, uh, <laughs> that actually brings me to one of the other questions i had written down here what do you guys think you'd be doing for work if it wasn't running this label? Since you said like, oh, you had to pay for music. <laughs> Obviously yeah, right? that's, uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, right, yeah. <laughs> it tells you a lot about it. <laughs> yeah, uh, let's see, what would, I don't know. I mean, I got the day job. I do yeah, a lot you of- you got your day job, would it really change your- I don't think so. I do a lot of video editing for the day job, but I think I'd just be doing more of it. I'd be making more more music videos than I do currently. I'd just be- that that would be the hobby that that in the band i think true true yes yeah. yes you're very good at making music videos you should list off the ones you've made yeah they're really good uh, um shit uh i <laughs> made a couple of the latest respire or i edited one of them i made one of them the latest respire ones and i did uh the last couple frail body ones for the uh right after they got they put out their their new one. Oh yeah that's yeah. cool. I know you did those. Those are very well done. Oh, thanks. Yeah. And you're not finished. You all. I, I, was your first one the old references um, video yeah, that, that you like just... threw together in 20 minutes or whatever? I did. I threw that together uh, for for crowning back in the day. Uh, for the premiere, I was premiered on the blog, and you're like, "Yo, let me just I'll throw." Because when we premiered uh, Buddy Dwyer, you made you filmed like a tape playing. And yeah. we used that as the video on YouTube. So I thought you were going to do the same thing. And you sent me the old references video of like the dog and stuff. And I was yeah. like, this I is this, great. 
I took and it, it really kind of took off. I feel like on YouTube in terms of spring mountain videos. People so. love dogs, man. Yeah, always and forever. Now you uh, also did pack sounds. Oh yeah, I made a cool pack sound. That's video. a really cool video. That yeah, might be my favorite a, of all your videos. I made a cool video for pack sound that almost nobody's seen. Honestly, it's on YouTube with like a paltry number of views. Like, uh, but it's well, uh, it's got um. I, I wish I could tell you what the name of the song was, but uh, yeah, it's a video I made. Uh, <laughs> Uh, it's a video I made. You know? <laughs> yeah, right? You would think. It was a while ago. <laughs> what the hell is the name of this fucking song? Well, it'll come to me. It'll come to me in 45 minutes. Uh, let me smoke some more, I'll tell you. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, I cut together a bunch of different YouTube clips of all these people to try to make it look as if they were doing the lyrics to this song, and it took fucking forever, but it came out really cool. It looks, it really looks like it's, you know, like half a second or, you know, part of a second of, of a person's mouth moving in that way, and then it cuts completely mm. to something, a different movie altogether and stuff. It was so cool. Thanks. So, good job, man. That, that, was, mm -hmm. that was good. And the problem is that you doing? <laughs> oh, sorry, oh, yeah, I couldn't do. No, no, go ahead. <laughs> what would you be doing without the label here? Um, <laughs> Tim Hortons, McDonald's, maybe. No, I mean, life. <laughs> I'd probably be a better dad. Have a lot more free time. Yeah. There, there's certainly times when I'm like, I have to go down. Like right now, my kids are all upstairs, like playing with the wife and stuff. So I'm down here. Um, but no, like uh, I've never. I don't like jobs. I mean, it's it's very simple. I have never held a job for more than two years because I either move uh, countries or cities, or I find a job that I like more. So. I guess I'd still be like bouncing around. <laughs> I work at the post office now and I got the post office job literally because of the label because I was going in all the time to the post office and they hired someone new and I was essentially like telling them how to do their job and I didn't even work there. So, um, so you're no poser. You'd be couch surfing. Real punk rock shit. <laughs> I honestly, I, I can't even picture what I, I, I have no idea. I have no idea. I'd be in the gut. <laughs> Legitimate answer. <laughs> it's possible. I don't know. I'll get a time uh, machine. We'll find out. Speaking of, of your family, David, uh, your, your son created the art uh, for a five-way split you released this year. Yes. And I remember when you sent me the uh, pictures of it, I asked you, I said, can you prove your son wasn't on acid while creating that? And it's, uh, it's quite the vivid, it's vivid, vivid art. Um, it's never too, too early to have the drug talk, I feel. <laughs> um. <laughs> so he actually made that yeah um we had our other old computer was a touch screen um it was a touch screen that you could like a smaller one that you could flip around and the keyboard goes backwards whatever and he was we got the like the paint program or whatever was on it and i was like do you want to try to like paint something and he spent there were two days when he sat there for about an hour and i taught him how to save his work so he made like 60 different um, pictures. And I think that was the first one that he tried. So that was essentially him trying different effects. I showed him where the effects button was and he that's he did all that by himself. And I came over and I was just like, oh my God, Lucas, this is incredible. So um, there's a bunch of other pictures that are really good too, but he got really hung up on making this like symmetrical circle thing. So a lot of them are very similar, but uh, the one that we used for the cover, I just, I, yeah, 
I was very, and he was five at the time when he, when he did it. So I was just like, dude, good job. That's <laughs> <laughs> yeah, badass. I was thoroughly impressed. <laughs> uh, one of the latest releases you guys put out uh, in 2020 was Crowning's full-length debut there, Survival Sickness. And some of the topics there discussed, uh, you know, the global health pandemic of COVID going on right now. Uh, Nubal Oscura's newest album released on COVID, by the way. What's that? It said that, that the fist bump wasn't for COVID. It was for the timing <laughs> made it look like it was. Yeah, right. <laughs> so my question really is how how like how are you guys handling how are you guys doing with all this right now? How's it been affecting work, uh, life in general? Yeah, I, I feel like I shouldn't even chime in because uh, I'm one of the rare few where like my life dramatically improved from COVID. Like <laughs> I started working from home and it's awesome. I hated going into the office all the time. I hated taking, you know, I had to take like public transportation. I was taking the subway every day and during rush hour and it just ruined my day. I eat better now that I'm stuck at home because I'm not just like getting lunch fast food all the time. Uh, my kid uh i got a i got a pretty young kid my first one and uh you know i i would have just i was at the office all the time i wasn't seeing him and then uh now when she comes home i'm here you know if i got 10 minutes i can uh spend it with her so it's i'm in a better spot so i'm, I'm doing okay you know uh, it'd be great if it ended and i got to keep all these circumstances but while it's here <laughs> okay so maybe you can hear that, stay but, home afterwards yeah. that's a <laughs> fresh take on it yeah <laughs> Uh, and then for me, I guess, um, because I worked at the post office, uh, my job was considered not vital, but relatively vital because people were like, oh, I can't go shopping. Time to order everything off the internet. Myself mm -hmm. included. I didn't, you know, we literally had to start doing that. You had to buy clothes off the internet. Um, so uh, that's, it was a tad stressful interacting with so many people, especially at the beginning. And they, you know, like they, they sent our post office a, uh, a dividing, a divider. We're like, okay, the divider is going to go up. And then I tried to install it. The ceiling is 30 feet up. Uh, and the strength they gave me were 15 feet. So I'm like, I literally cannot put this up. You need to send something else in. And the guy comes in. He's like, you just got to do like a dance with the customers. Like when the customer walks forward, you step backwards. And then when you step forward, you ask the customer to step back. And I'm like, this is fucking bullshit. <laughs> so, um, so like... That was okay. I like it wasn't that bad. I wasn't working at a restaurant and you know having people harass me. Like I think a lot of people were, especially in the U.S. Was I saw a lot of like. Anyway, uh, my when the the schools got closed uh, as a father of a six year old and two year old at the same time, it was really difficult to have um, our family home all the time together. But I still had to go to work. Um, at that point, I was still working almost full time. So <clears throat> Lisa went from having to take care of a two-year-old to a two-year-old and a six-year-old. They they're not at like the same playing level. So it was very difficult. I had to move post offices to be closer to home. Um, so I, 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 it's not so much an impact on me. It's an impact on my son. And I can see like he can't go see his friends. He can't go to people's houses. All the conversations are like, oh, yeah, we can have a play date after covid it's always after covid and that has no end in sight so yeah. um and then like parents being at home and stressed about the situation causes more issues at home i feel like our family life is pretty good i can't imagine what other people who don't have very good family lives abusive relationships and so forth must have had a horrendous time especially during the initial uh, lockdown 
but now it seems like a lot of people just don't care because they're dumb. So uh, <laughs> we'll see what happens with that. Yeah. <laughs> we did have to cancel our fest though. That sucked. We did. That that sucked. That that I still whenever I see that poster, it's like uh, like I need to find an altered dimension. Yeah. This didn't happen, and I can like just go. I'll go kill myself in another dimension. guys uh introduction to the genre or even just punk or heavy music you want to go i go okay <laughs> <laughs> i feel like mine's longer because i got a punk one and a screamo one uh, so okay all right. I, love it. <laughs> I just got a punk one i'll hit you with that um cool. uh, let's see i was i remember i was six years old and mtv was enormous in in the u.s and uh my dad told me i shouldn't watch it because it'll scare me and I, so as soon as he left, I was like, fuck you, old man. Fuck you, old man. <laughs> you know, 45. And, uh, yeah. And uh, the When I Come Around Green Day video was on. And it was like the best thing I'd ever seen. Probably Chicken or the Egg. I don't know if it was the best thing because I wasn't supposed to watch it or the best thing because it ruled. But, uh, yeah, True. ever since then, I, was, I always liked heavier, weirder things that I wasn't supposed to like. Really cool. What's your Screamo story? How did you get into Screamo? Thursday. I, I like new metal. I like <laughs> radio rock. And then I heard Thursday and I was like floored. And uh, from then on, it was that. And Saves the Day, I guess. Saves the Day wasn't Screamo, but between the two of them, they, they made. The well, uh, Thursday doesn't usually lead to like Screamo in a sense. What was your, how, how did you move yeah. from Thursday to a Screamo band? Who was your first Screamo band then? Oh, man. Um, probably Loma, I want to say. Oh, okay. When when four came out, that was the, yeah. I knew I knew they were around, but when four came out, I think they had a bigger push, a bigger like marketing oh, yeah. or something. So it got to me. It was the Death Wish store and stuff like yeah. that. Yeah, yeah. The first time I heard that, I was like, "What the hell?" That that one, I think the track right before the B side, where the entire production just gets like 
bigger and bigger and just like eats the entire mix by the end. Yep. I remember just feeling like, ah, yeah, when that thing was <laughs> over. I was like, good God, that was an option all along. Like, <laughs> I can clip everything. Yeah, right. And just let it ride and just clip farther. <laughs> but yeah, after that, I was I was in pretty hard. Yeah. How about you, Canada, Dave? Um, <laughs> I was into like, what was I into? I guess I was into mainstream punk for a while already. Like, mm. I liked Green Day and Offspring. I was around in '94, so you know, I, I, yeah, I remember when Basket Basket Case came out before When I Come Around came out, and like that's mm. when they blew up. Like, here's Basket Case. Ah! So I was already kind of into that stuff, but then I thought punk was fancy. So, uh, and I fucking hate rancid i hate everything about rancid um sorry if someone here likes rancid uh so what? i associated that with punk i'm like <laughs> fake british accents and just looking like a bit of a bum and mohawks freaked me out or at least they did when i was younger so. <laughs> um, like the ruby soho thing i i oh, it was on the re- it was on much music all the time and i would like i'd have to change the channel it's like no i'm done so anyway i didn't like punk but then my friend in grade nine science class showed me Vincent's uh, No Effects' cover on the survival of the fattest comp for fat yes. records. And I was like, whoa, wait a minute. This is amazing. And I just, I, I fell off the deep end. I went to the Deja Vu Discs, which you two probably actually know what I'm talking about. <laughs> no? I don't. No. Rob? What? No. Maybe it's just it. like a Whitby Toronto thing then. Okay, well, Deja Vu Disc, because it was like a secondhand CD shop. So I picked up okay. every NoFX CD I could buy, as well as the Survival of the Fattest comp, and then I got into every band on Fat Wreck. Mm. So over time, um, uh, NoFX was obviously on Epitaph. So I got really into the Punkorama comps. I got into all the Epitaph stuff. Uh, eventually, I got into Death by Stereo, which was half singing, right. half screaming. And I was like, this screaming sucks. I like screaming. I like singing. <laughs> After listening to it for long enough, I began to appreciate both. Um, and that eventually, over time, led me to the Blood Brothers. And then when I tried to find stuff that sounded like the Blood Brothers, I came across Transistor Transistor on Level Plane Records, a huge screamo label. And that's when I went down the rabbit hole. I also read the review for Seisha's Collected Works and uh, the City of Caterpillar LP, which had just come out at that time in like 2002 or whatever. So I picked up those two 12 inch or a 12 inch and the Sasha CD. And then, mm-hmm. and then it was, it was all over. Yeah. Yeah. CDs were definitely like how I got into, like, I remember, I mean, I didn't go to anything cool, like a deja vu place. I went to that's entertainment in movie store and I bought, um, they had the long view single um, there. And it was like in like that, like thin, like, kind of clear green stuff you can get like dollar stores like that like the mm-hmm. uh, jewel case and then that led me to eventually blink point two and then rode that for a long time and then uh alexis on fire pretty much was the game changer for me yeah that's i remember when alexis on fire went on the radio in canada and i was like oh my god this is like yeah. screamo and it's on the radio and they have a music video and people are <laughs> i lost it. my mind I lost oh. my mind when I saw them on Much Music. I was like, "What? They're oh, the out of like, they, they played. They played the skate park in my hometown. Like, holy shit! Like, yeah, like, this that is going to be crazy." That was a, an incredible time for Canadian like heavy music when, 
we were like, oh, yo, Alexis on fire is like the biggest band in Canada. And they we did it. I was too young when the self title came out, but I remember hearing Sidewalk When She Walks on Big Shiny Tunes. I think oh. transitory. Whoa, okay. I didn't even know they were on that. Yeah. He's like, there's no it? transitory. Um, but that was that was the song. It was one of the songs on Watch Out, and I was just like, oh, oh fuck. Okay. And also, I still uh, think that that self-title is their absolute okay. best work. Like absolutely. By a long shot. The guitars, oh. the, the instrumentals especially, are so interesting on that album. And so I feel about the remaster. I didn't listen to it. So I don't know. Uh, it's, it's not it, right. Really? It's is, it, is it like too clean and stuff? It's, yeah, it separates all the, like, you could hear everything on its own, whereas the original uh-huh. recording, everything was so blended as yeah. one, you know? Yeah. It's a yeah. song. <laughs> <laughs> also, a big shout out to Tony Hawk's Pro Skater soundtracks, because I'm sure that converted generations oh. of kids into oh, punk. Yeah. So. Yeah. So I talked cool. to Robbie from Islet, and I'm sure Dave is going to chime in here. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, that, that was me, for sure. They're like half those bands, I remember. Just like, and you wouldn't like the song the first time you heard it. But like, like the the one millionth time you were trying to find skate, all the letters of skate, you were like, all right, this song kind of fucking rules. Yeah. <laughs> Just bad religion burned to the back of your brain. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> or like senses fail on Guitar Hero. I remember that. Oh, oh yeah. yeah, yeah. I really. never played too much Guitar Hero, but oh the man, day of metalcore really hit Guitar Hero. Oh my god. Yeah. I can't yeah, believe. A lot no, of them. guitar hero. Can we get a screamo guitar hero, please? <laughs> <laughs> guitar hero or something? I don't know. Yeah. That would actually be so badass. <laughs> what would be the first song? Probably an uh, organ. Just... Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, like, you get like rock band. <laughs> rock band has like the drums and all the other instruments. Respire <laughs> would never make it into a game. No. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Choose your player. Here's your list yeah. of 13 members. Who's <laughs> on trumpet? Yeah. <laughs> I want trumpet. It would be the classic expansion pack that only works with one band. <laughs> <laughs> you have to at some point do a split with Coma. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> you break the guitar so easily. There's just so much trend picking. Yeah. <laughs> oh, my God. Well, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Speaking of screamo bands, since that's what we've been doing this whole time, what do you guys think? Uh, what's what's the band that's currently active that you think is underrated and deserves a lot more love than they're currently getting? Oh shit, mm-hmm. that's hard. Because usually, I feel like if we know that, we're we're trying desperately to like release something. We're trying to like yeah, build it up, I, you know? like, yeah, like something that we couldn't release that was like that, you know. What What do you think was going to be bigger then? Let's say what do you think was going to pop off more than it did, or that's a good question. Um, I'm trying to think of what I have a lot of copies of still that I wouldn't have know, expected to have a lot of copies of. The 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 smile to the wind record it was always was always so good. It's one of my favorite things that we've ever put out, and uh, it just like I think I gave away most of them in, in yeah. mystery packs, but it was, and which got a lot of new fans, which is great. But I thought like that one criminally, at least unpurchased, if not unappreciated. You know? Yeah, up on the store. Yeah, everyone who got it always says what is this wow and the art's amazing it's just it's an all-around it's it's fantastic uh i think it's the fact that it's uh russian characters really 
throws a lot of people for some reason, which is it's too bad. Because you like Loma, it's like Loma, but like very clean, <laughs> more intense. Very fast. Oh, more it's so good. Yeah. Woo. Um, they're not active anymore. Um, as of I think two years ago. But uh, <clears throat> yeah, I think out of our stuff in the screamo realm, that that's one that should have done a lot better than it did. Um, but I was going to say, I myself haven't heard it either, but uh, once I give it a listen, I'm sure you'll be getting even more of my paychecks again. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, well, we're actually running low at this point, too. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, if you like really fast, frantic guitar work, I mean, I've never heard it better. And it's so clean, and they do it so precisely. And it's, uh, if you like 45 second long songs, yeah. you're going to love this. Yeah. Could have been a seven inch. Yeah. Huge, really huge, uh, huge emo violence fan. Faster, screamier, angrier. That's that's We're my gonna, jam. Yeah, you're gonna yeah, have yeah. a hell of an afternoon then. Yep. Fantastic. Exactly what you want. I think afternoon. You're gonna have like 43 minutes. You're gonna listen to the entire discography. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> have an awesome hour. <laughs> yeah, right. There's so much going on. You literally need repeat listens. Yeah, that's true. That's yeah. Um, I I, I guess for me, I was just we released this and it's, it sold okay. Um, but I thought their EP was like the best EP of the year, probably for me. It was the most listened to for me. I thought it was absolutely fantastic. And we were talking about like Loma and stuff. It's it's more in the Bon Avire uh, realm. A little. You want to drop the band name there? I'm only I'm only oh, doing the Bram. <laughs> Bram. I don't know. Bram. Bram. I say Bram. Bram. Dave, what do you say? I actually just just discovered them the other week. Uh, just searching through Bandcamp. And I go across their profile and I go, oh, of course fucking Zegum is releasing them. Anytime I find a cool new band, I'm like, of course the Davids are on it already. But yes, they are fantastic. <laughs> we had to talk them into doing more tapes. They were like, yeah, let's do like 50 tapes. And I was, we, we listened to it a few more times and I'm like, no. <laughs> we will sell out of these too quickly. And we would have sold out of 50, but you know, I, um, I just, I, I guess I saw a lot of year end lists and I, maybe because it's an EP, it just didn't show up. But um, I, I, fucking smitten with this ep so yeah tapes that's the question i uh, glossed over what is with cassette revivals guys i <laughs> I, oh. I personally not a huge fan of the cassettes what are your pros and cons of pressing cassettes versus vinyl because i know it's a cost thing you can put yeah. out more tapes i guess yeah uh, i think i can answer the uh, the like why it ex why the revival exists because you're right it's not like vinyl where you're like oh, it does sound better if you have all the right shit in the right place it does sound better mm -hmm. it's like cassette will never sound better it sounds worse uh but it uh the the screamo demographic or like the fans are, are pretty young and, it, and they kind of like skew young permanently you know i mean you keep the ones you have but uh the younger crowds keep picking up screamo and they don't have a ton of disposable income so right. like if you're buying music, you're 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 a collector at this point. You know, there's really no reason. <laughs> yeah. Um, Retro. And, yeah. And so if you're a young collector without a lot of disposable income, you gotta have you only have the money for, you know, you want a physical artifact of the thing you love, but uh, you can sell these for, you know, six, seven bucks sometimes. One twelve inch or three tapes. Yeah, right. What are you gonna, what are you gonna choose? So so I think that's kinda uh, where you I, I really hope that Honestly, they choose the digital over the tape if they want to listen to it because it, it does sound better. But I get it from a collector point of view. It's like it's great to have the name of the band you like on your shelf, you know. Um, yes. for, for me, I can I can answer this more from like a ZBR perspective. I think because I know exactly why we went the tape route uh, route whatever. Uh, so. <laughs> 
basically what was happening was we were putting out records uh minimums were essentially 300 records and um the pressing time was whatever like two no oh my god at that point it was like one to three months i remember getting the mertex kilute split in wow. three weeks three weeks wow. from submission to, to in my hand but what happened over time, and everyone kind of, I think, knows this, is uh, Record Store, Revival Day, major labels picking up on the, the vinyl uh, revival. And pressing plants went from doing all these like little runs for little labels to a major being like, we need this in one week, we're getting 100,000 copies. Guess what happens to all the small labels records? They get pushed back, and they get pushed back, and they get pushed back, and they get pushed back. And the prices started to go up as well. So with me not having a U.S. store at this point, um, it was, and I also released seven inches went up drastically in price uh, at the production plans. You used to be able to get a cost seven inch for you know like two fifty or three bucks, and wow. we were putting them out, and the costs were ending up being like six to nine dollars, um, and you can't sell a seven inch for ten bucks because no one no one buys it. And so, for six to nine minutes of music, I mean, wow. Yeah, exactly. So, I mean, it's this kind of pre-US store, so I was still really hurting for money. So all of those things led to me being like, I can't, ZBR will not continue if I just do vinyl because I'm not selling enough and I have to do large runs. So it's, um, tapes were a necessity at that point and they didn't start off selling super well. But I feel like once I started swirling them and we started really putting out way more stuff, just on tapes only, people really have started to, um, well, I don't want to say in the screamo community or just like, yeah, I, I've seen ZBR sales for tapes increase dramatically. Yeah. And I see people post them um, online and stuff. So uh, those were the reasons why we, why I don't want to say when we switched over, but we're, we're not millionaires. There's, I, I would have put Brahm like on a seven inch in a second had I been convinced that I could sell them all, but uh, seven inch vinyl is hard to sell. And a lot of it's turnaround time, kind of like you were saying too. It's like oh, when yeah. a band when a band comes to you and they're like, "Hey, I got this. We we have this great LP. Uh, we're going to release it in two months." And a lot of times, if you're going to, I mean, this is more like inside baseball label stuff, but like seventy percent of the sales happen the day it goes on sale, and then the next two weeks you get like a tiny fraction of that. But from the first day on, it is an enormous drop. Um, and then if the album has already come out, that's kind of a, a big deal, you know, in terms of like, if, uh, your best bet is to release the album and the physical on the same day and you get a bunch of impulse buys and everybody's really jazzed about it. You know, they don't go to work and come back and have all of today on top of like, uh, maybe I'll go back and remember to buy that thing, you know? Um, and you can just get them a lot faster. So if somebody says, Hey, Oh, and I want to release this thing in six weeks. We could probably have your tapes to you and in your hand in six weeks, you know, whereas vinyl nowadays. Like it's maybe done. we'll get a test by that yeah. time. Maybe, probably not. <laughs> yeah. 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 How's it been like um, pressing stuff throughout all of this, uh, this COVID? Uh, I mean, the, it wasn't so bad and now it's getting bad. The, the, I think, I don't know if it's COVID plus this like Apollo masters fire that happened last year is finally kind of, Plus people, plus people know about mages now, so oh, there's yeah. that as well. So the pressing plant that we use yeah. has gone from three months to like nine months. Oh, wow. 
So if we want to do special stuff, a band has to wait a long time to, or like, we, you know, we can't really have, you know, if someone says like, I want to release this in two months and I want to like do mages, we got to be like, we can't, we can't, literally can't do that. Um, because we don't like sitting in like pre-order hell for a little while when we already talked about, it. imagine seven months of that yeah. um, at the very least. So it's one of those things where we kind of have to, with our newer releases, we have to pick and choose which plant even we're going to be using because some plants are fast and the really nice plants take a long time. Um, but as Dave said, there's, there's two, at least two other reasons for possible backups. Yeah. Fair enough. Yeah. Speaking um, of uh, pre-orders there, I've been waiting on uh, my crowning album. Uh, <laughs> I think I sent you an email. <laughs> Can you send me an email and then send me a Facebook message about how I haven't responded to the email? Yet? I get those, yeah. those are fun. Send a carrier pigeon if you got one. <laughs> uh, Chicago, Dave. Yeah. Uh, earlier, you had mentioned new metal. Um, just curious um, what your favorite new metal band was like growing up. What what was it for you? What killed it for you? Uh, oh god. Well, okay. So I want to say. Nine Inch Nails were the ones that I just like could not. Get. I think I had a Nine Inch Nails shirt for every day of the week, and then I thought I was so fucking cool. And then, uh, yeah. And then uh, as it went, I want to say Deftones probably won the war because I'm still oh, okay. Deftones. All the new albums, I'm like I can't wait for them. Uh, we're Nine Inch Nails. I don't really care much anymore. Yeah, I feel like Deftones is the the one one of the few new metal bands that came out on top. Yeah, I agree. Over the they years, progressed past the new metal. Yeah. Oh, one hundred percent. I feel like when I listen to Deftones, I do not think new metal. If I listen to Limp Biscuit, I think new metal. Yeah. For sure. <laughs> I think they just stuck around long enough that they kind of became the poster children for like the decade they arrived. You know. Yeah. yeah. Do you guys? Uh, what What do you guys think the cultural impact of Hybrid Theory had on uh, screamo community? <laughs> it was a big fucking deal for me, man. I remember. I remember <laughs> listening to what is it? What was the first single on that? Uh, the closer. Yes. Yeah. 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 Wealth of Lincoln Park knowledge. I'll tell you that right now. <laughs> you had that right. <laughs> <laughs> um, let's see. Yeah. Right at the end of that song, when he does that like actual like upper register scream. Oh yeah. That, that in the end of fucking uh, Papa Roach's Broken Home, he did the same thing. That like upper register, like yeah, I'm, I'm using yeah. the diaphragm scream, and I remember being like, "Oh shit!" <laughs> like that. That and uh, on MTV one time, I caught the Aphex Twin Come to Daddy video, and it scared the absolute shit out of me. <laughs> I remember being like, video. "You can scream like that?" And I, yeah. Oh my god. So I think that that has the cultural impact where like, if you're like me, like from that point on, you knew that like there was screaming, there was like that like tough guy, low register. And then there was that like absolute catharsis, like none of us may survive the scream. <laughs> oh yeah, man. Like I was like 11 years old. Like, you know, those memes of uh, like new metal kids from like the 2000s with like the big ass in there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Was, was me, me too. The chain wallet, the chain yeah, wallet like, going. Like the, yeah. like the button up flame shirt, like the work. Yep, yep. Like 11 year old listening to Lincoln Park screaming and my dad's just like, what the fuck, dude? But he took, he took me to see Lincoln Park, so I win? Yeah, 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 he won. <laughs> ooh, ooh, I don't have anything. Uh, ooh, bursting bubble time. Um, oh, no. I worked at Sunrise Records and I was already into like screamo and hardcore music and someone came in and they're like, um, 
do you have to do Linkin Park CD? And I was like, uh, who's Linkin Park? And they're like, uh, it's a Screamo band. And I was like, what? <laughs> and I'm like, it's a Screamo band. And I was like, really? It's a Screamo band? That's like one of the right. I don't know like, why. Linkin Park. So anyway, I went home and I checked out Linkin Park and I was like, it was not fucking Screamo. So um, <laughs> I had of had that like, like I already knew Screamo. Like you can call it elitist if you want. I don't know. I just heard it. And I'm like, that's not Screamo. That's that that that's not. That's like someone showing me My Chemical Romance or the huge. I'm like, hey, look, here's some scrams for you. I'm like, what are you talking about? <laughs> How dare you? Um, <laughs> How dare you? But um, if Lincoln Park got people into Screamo, that's fantastic. Because the other side story for this for me is uh, Slipknot, and all my my non-punk friends would shit. I, everyone's shitting apparently in this podcast. There's a lot of shit on other people. <laughs> Uh, they were shooting on my face about listening to like heavy music. And were, I remember showing them Old Man Gloom and they were like, this is so bad. And then Slipknot came out and my friends are all like, this is the greatest shit ever. And I just wanted to punch them all in the face and just being like, you poser pieces of garbage. You only like this because it's popular. I've been showing you music better than Slipknot for a long time. So Elitist Taco. For the record though, you do enjoy Slipknot. I don't, no. Oh, for Christ. So, like, when Vane, <laughs> other reasons as well, but, like, when, <laughs> when Vane <laughs> with their record and I heard a little bit and I was like, this just sounds like Slipknot. It's like, oh, yeah. I'm not going to, I don't want to listen to this. I don't, it's just, I had a, a different taste with that kind of music and it just, it didn't jive. And it was one of those things where people ruined it for me. <laughs> fair enough, fair enough. Yeah, I, um, that Vane, record like i mean i i enjoyed it but like the as soon as i heard it i was like huh and i just like had that like all of a sudden like i was wearing that flame shirt again it's when it cut to that sample of that amen breakdown you know you're like oh yes flipping out and back yes it's the it's the they sampled like the drum track from eyeless or something right yeah something like that if they didn't sample it it's like exact I'm not sure if it was a sample or not, but yeah, yeah. But I, I I'm on board. I, I did the whole Slipknot thing. I can. So I can do you, you still listen to new metal? Would you say it wasn't? No, you know, I still, I, I still have a couple of bands carried over, but there isn't anything like. I mean, are there new new metal bands? I feel like we'd have to find <laughs> the honor at this point if we're like 30 years into new metal, you know. But, uh, Is it metal? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> post new metal. Um, <laughs> Yeah, no, yeah I, I can't think of anything. I can't think of anything new, but I'm definitely still like I'll still listen to every new Deftones record. I'll still throw on Around the Fur twice a week. You know, well, there's nothing wrong with that. It's... Yeah, right, right. Of course. Yeah. Do you guys have any like guilty pleasure bands? I don't. Besides all this cringy new metal. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm not on that boat. Uh, I don't know. I guess I don't. I don't... I, per- I personally wouldn't feel um, bad about liking, I guess if I liked, you know, like some racist shit, then I'd <laughs> probably be a little conflicted. But I mean, I guess I listen to stuff that people might not expect me to. Um, That's what we're looking for. What would that oh, be? Okay. Um, listen to some K-pop or some weird shit we wouldn't Oh, expect. don't get me started on K-pop. Oh my God. <laughs> I lived in Korea for two it. and a half years. So I- Did you love it or? <laughs> I hate it. I hate it so much. Same, it's so bad. It's like, oh, here's a 65-year-old woman, you know, rocking out to K-pop, and then here's, like, some six- and seven-year-old kids also rocking out to K-pop, as well as the 20-year-olds. Everyone's doing it. Um, 
so I don't know. Like, I guess my only guilty pleasures would be m- m- like my softer rock stuff that I like. So I really like Navisurf and uh, like that new Scratchy Blanket album came out and that's really good. Like that, uh, and Heathers. Uh, my wife really dislikes Heathers, but I oh, love Heathers. Oh, Heathers is great. Only old Heathers. Oh God, not the new Heathers. Oh yeah. Um, have you heard the new stuff? Or is that what you're <laughs> I think I saw Paul Dub in my like Discover Weekly on Spotify and I haven't gone on my way. But there's there's a there's a one really old record called I think What's Your Damage? Um and it's acoustic guitar and them like they, they sound kind of like cats screaming. It's great. Um <laughs> then they got really I d I don't even know what it's just it's so cheese. It's it the cheese factor. Oh yeah is just really bad oh and evil dead the musical um my wife and i were jamming that last night uh i hate musicals but evil dead the musical my lord that's a that's a great musical I, I, so i guess those would be mine i i don't feel bad about them i just uh they're not what most screamo people would tend to listen to i guess what are your guilty pleasures <laughs> oh i have so many <laughs> <laughs> what about america Do you feel guilty about them i think is another question uh no no but what you know it's some stuff i do listen to that i know is a little cringy but i still enjoy it because that's who i am i have no shame but uh you know what, what do you got there other david oh, well, what have you got on your I've, cringe list i have an incredible amount of shame um, <laughs> uh, uh, <laughs> carry my shame for me david. yeah right how much time you got dude, uh, dude i want to say like when it comes to extreme stuff like i i absolutely love just the the most ignorant deathcore you can find the stuff oh, where wow. like like they're, they're, there's like a chug every 35 minutes you know it's that <laughs> like and uh i don't know i mean and, like i i genuinely do feel bad about it especially like the lyrics the lyrics are just like remarkably misogynistic and they don't change it's not like they got better it's not like <laughs> like the last decade has changed the genre like it's equal uh and I, don't know, I still love it though. I just like there's something about just like it's like the 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 height of unnecessary producing ability, you know? <laughs> like everything has a bass drop on it, whether it's no matter what instrument it is, even the vocals. Uh, <laughs> and I just I don't know. It's such a novelty, but I go back to it so often that I can't even pretend like it's like oh it's joke time, you know? <laughs> <laughs> I actually enjoyed this. This is who yeah. I am. You know, like that over the top, like heavy, like top tier production. Um, when I, I was, I had a very short stint in high school where I enjoyed uh, that band Sworn In, um, and their first EP. I can't, I couldn't remember the name of the song or EP or anything. There is a bass drop that's so loud it will kill any fucking sound system it's in and it's so obnoxious it's for a breakdown and it's just like naturally you don't hear like the first measure of the breakdown because a bass drop is overriding everything (laughs) have you heard that that hayworth track that does that no there's a there's a hayworth track that was recorded three different times uh oh my god i forget what it's called um anyway the about a minute in, the the they do a bass drop and it's recorded or done so loud that you can hear it fizzle and like break while it's while it plays and it's it, really? but it works so well. It sounds like the, the speaker's exploding. I fucking love it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, speaking of speaking of cringy shit, do either of you guys have a TikTok you're hiding from the world or what? <laughs> don't I don't I don't even I don't even work. 
I have a couple. I have a couple people on Parlor that I hate follow, which is fantastic. What uh, the fuck is Parlor? Oh, dude, Parlor is. Oh, well, you haven't heard about Parlor as of as of late? Yeah. Oh man. I should tell you what it used to be because it, it's like gone now. But it's uh, whoa, like very maybe just in the U.S. But it was this very like conservative, QAnon conspiracy filled. It was the kind of people who weren't just like <laughs> like the typical Trump lovers. The kind of people who like paint oil paintings of like him hugging Jesus. It was like that brand. <laughs> oh, wear, wear bear suits and storm the Capitol. Oh, it was yeah. No, it, where were uh, you it, on the day of the Capitol storm? Yeah. <laughs> Checking parlor like a son of a bitch. It was great. <laughs> very interesting. I've never heard of that. I'm definitely gonna have to look into that. That and the uh, red pill and men's right activist stuff I follow oh, on Reddit. Yeah. It's yeah. Just, it's so bad to read. It's so entertaining because it's so bad. That's such a rabbit hole. You could fall down that for oh, sure. No, no kidding. No uh, kidding. Yeah, I had like two questions left here for you guys. Actually, that was about it. Uh, new things. Wax Vessel, very cool stuff. What's exactly, what's your role in it? How does this work? Do bands contact you? Do you contact them? Oh, pretend I know absolutely nothing about it because oh, I good. don't. Yeah, well, uh, you know, actually, we don't actually have anything to do with them anymore. We used to. We, uh, we, oh. we used to, we, and all we did was we actually, we shipped out everything for them. They, they didn't have a, uh, any ability to, I guess they had the ability, but they didn't want, they didn't want to ship out their own stuff. Yeah. So uh, they knew that we shipped stuff constantly, and, we, and I live in the same city as wax vessel uh they're both okay. we're, we're both from chicago and uh they hit us up and they were like hey would you sell our stuff on your store and then would you ship it out for us and we said sure of course uh and it helped us a lot because people would buy extra stuff from us while they were buying their stuff and then um after about i guess it was like a Almost solid a year. calendar year yeah yeah <laughs> uh they got they, they were just doing so well i mean they, they were they're they're picking up so much speed that we couldn't keep up or i couldn't keep up. it was mostly me i couldn't keep up with shipping their stuff orders. i mean yeah i mean they were selling you know 600 units a, a a month and if you've ever tried to ship 50 units i mean it takes you a while you know um wow. and so at the end of the day uh it was kind of a good problem to have i'd said to say hey you know i we we got to back out because we're going to start letting you down here pretty soon. We can't keep up with the demand and you know, you guys need some like serious designated distribution. Yeah. Start yeah. They, they blew up very, it was like an almost an instantaneous blow up. So yeah. um, it definitely, it worked out well for them and for us during its tenure, except for Dave losing sleep. Yeah. Uh, That's not important. Not, not for me. I got that. <laughs> as long as he can function for ZBR, I don't care. <laughs> Absolute workhorse. <laughs> What's happening for 2021? Is there any spoilers you can drop? Anything cool coming down the pipeline you're willing to discuss while I got you guys here? Ruin every surprise you have lined up. Yeah. Right. Well, if, if you were to, like Dave was asking me this too, he's like, what do we want to talk about? Um, if you look at this, if you were to like click on the Zampler tracks for the new Zampler, uh, there's actually a lot of information about where those releases are showing up. So we're not really divulging any new information here, but uh, information that people probably didn't pick up on is uh, we've got the um, youth novel cassette coming out. Um, I'm actually just finishing those up right now. We got the art. So that'll be coming out in February, probably. We got an email last night about Yawn. So I think by the time this is out, Yawn will have already been released and uh, pre-order should be up for that. Uh, what else we got coming up? We've got uh, a Minaray discography tape 
We've got a double cassette tape discography for Sonomine from St. Louis. Um, we got the Tenue one track, 30 minute LP thing that is really good. That's coming out on- Very uh, excited, I'm very excited for that. I, I liked the previous LP a lot. I think this is way better. Uh, it's so good, I love it. And the fact that it's one song wow. in 29 minutes and it doesn't let up, it's, it's, super cool. it's great. Uh, we've got um, that Dave and I are really excited about that um, is a slight tangent from from the Screamo releases we do is the lower automation uh, 12 inch and cassette that we're going to be releasing. Dave, do you want to touch on that at all? Because yeah. they came to you. It was going to be a Tune Tree release. They came to Dave and I was like, yo, yo, dude, dude, I can't stop listening to this thing. <laughs> and yeah. Then, no, you weren't wrong, man. It was a, uh, it's very, uh, it's very angular. If you like, and I think there's actually a couple tracks uh, already out. So uh, on Spotify, they've got a couple released already, but uh, it's very, it's very angular. It's very aggressive. There's a lot of like very weirdo guitar riffs that work way better than, than they should. A lot of like uh, a lot of stuff where you're like, Oh shit. Like, you know, you hear a lot of, a lot of screamo, a lot of this kind of music. Um, it's halfway to noise rock, I want to say, but man, yeah. It, it, it really reinvents a lot of stuff. And I don't want to, I almost don't want to explain too much about it because I feel like I'll fail <laughs> because it's, it's, it's very unique sounding. Yeah. Especially I, in the vocals. Yeah. I, I told the band, it's like a mixture of all these different bands, but it doesn't actually sound like any of them. It's like At the Drive-In, Girl Arm, Looser Tulis, Encrypt Manuscript, um, and like Primus and like Hella is, <laughs> yeah. is, is kind of what comes to yeah. mind. And they really do hit all of those, but they have their own sound and we're really stoked on that. That's really awesome. And we've also got the new Orphan Donor 12-inch that should be going to press any day. That's the first song on the Zampler is off that new album, my friend, uh, The Hornet. I will be happily purchasing that. That's for oh, sure. It's so good. It's great. Huge yeah. fan of Orphan Donor. Huge fan. They, Jared grooved it out a little more. So it's um, it's got more of a swing to it. It's I don't want to say it's less heavy because it's still very heavy, but it's... um, Dave, you described it in some way when you heard it. You said it wasn't yeah. what you expected and you described it. And I was like, that's actually a very good description. Yeah, I can't awesome. remember what I said at the time, but it's very, uh, yeah, yeah, I can't remember. It's, uh, <laughs> it's, it's still very orphan donor. It's very, it's, I mean, like, you won't be like, like, oh, it's the same band. It's, yeah, it's very much him, but it's, uh, it's, you're right. There, there's, there's much more defined riffs. You know, you can definitely mm -hmm. hear where something turns around. We're on the last yeah, record. Yeah. It was very, uh, the first album, just relentless, relentless. Yeah. yeah. Mm -hmm. Salvia's a bit it's just like that's the first album in a nutshell right there and you have to watch the video too yeah right <laughs> ah! <laughs> so good yeah sweet well uh we'll we'll link all the all these new releases up into the post so everyone can check it out and purchase things accordingly awesome absolutely thank you thank you so much for having and excited to follow your your podcast here and Check out your stuff. Yeah, we're thanks, gonna send man. you an email and an FB message if we don't see it, and uh, <laughs> we're gonna come to your door. They won't let me into Canada right now, but I'll find a way. <laughs> awesome. It's funny, uh, it's funny you mentioned Dave. You're like, oh, I started this blog because uh, the wife was just, can only hear so much about Screamo. I uh, <laughs> I was just on Reddit all the time talking to the, the Screamo subs and everything, and met Dalton who was in St. Catharines. We talk, and it's like these are the only two fucking people I can talk about this shit with. So that's the exact same reason I started this blog. <laughs> I want to talk about Screamo with Screamo people. Like, fuck. Perfect outlet. Thanks Absolutely. so much, guys.
this thing's yeah, gonna kill it. But yeah. thank <laughs> you right. again. That was fun. Yeah. Thank you. Thank yeah, you. Time. Cheers. Yeah. Had a great time. Thanks so much, guys. Bye-bye. Bye. -bye. <laughs> Bye. <laughs>